0: Ladies and gentlemen, we take you now behind the scenes of a police headquarters in a great American city, where under the cold, glaring lights will pass before us the innocent, the vagrant, the thief, the murderer. This is The Lineup.
1: Sit right here, Mrs. Denny, next to me.
2: Well, thank you, Lieutenant.
1: Now, don't be nervous. The people on the other side of the screen are the ones who are supposed to be nervous.
2: They can't see us on this side? Not a thing. That's for sure now.
1: No one in the lineup can see you.
2: Maybe the man you've caught isn't the one I saw running away from the holdup.
1: We hope he is. May I have your attention, please? You people out there on the other side of the wire in the audience room, may I have your attention, please? Thank you, my name is Greb, Sergeant Matt Greb. I'll explain the lineup to you. Each of the suspects you will see will be numbered. I'll call off a number, their name, and charge. If you have any questions or identifications, please remember the number assigned to the prisoner as I call his name. At the end of the line, when I ask for questions or identifications, call out the number. If you're sure or not too sure of the suspect, have him held. The officers who took your name will assist you. They're seated among you. Please be prompt with your questions or identifications. When the prisoners leave here, they are sent to the washroom and dressed back into their jail clothes. It makes it quite difficult to bring them back after they leave here. The questions I ask these suspects are merely to get a natural tone of voice, so do not pay too much attention to their answers as they often lie. Bring on the line. All right, all right this way, boys. Move it up to the end of the stage. That's it, keep it moving, move it. All right, now turn and face front, hands to your sides, look straight ahead. Ahead, Inch, not at your feet. Yes, you, number three. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no suspect. Where do you live, Frank? Live? Who lives? I exist. No beefs, just tell us where you live. Got a one-room at the, what do you call it, Pendleton Arms. Get too hot for you in Detroit, Frank? Who's been in Detroit? Who sold you the gun you were carrying without a license? I would know some guy in Detroit. Self-defense is all sergeant. I never shut off that gun. That's a straight goods. Get your hands away from your face. Yeah, just scratch it. Number two, Boaz Dragger, alias Bose Dragger, alias Boze Agard. suspected of armed holdup. Where do you live, Boaz? Shack by the river. It's a shanty town, sort of. Where were you last night, Boaz? We didn't find your home. I was setting <clears throat> up with a friend, sick friend. Yeah, we got him too. How'd he uh, happen to have that slug in him? Ah, these guys are always in bad. We got it out of him. What the slug? The story of the slug. You're in the clear on that, anyhow. Something out of place happened last night. Where did you get all those names of yours? Boaz, Bose, Boss. Ah, people are stupid. They can't pronounce. With the dragger, the Agard. I did that. Agard is dragger backwards. See. Uh-huh. I wasn't any place I didn't ought to be last night. What happened? All right, Boz, all right. Number three, George Inch, carrying concealed oh, weapons. Oh. Five years, state penitentiary for armed holdup and armed assault. Well, is it one stretching up, George? My my lawyer's coming down. Your lawyer? Well, you've gotten class since we last talked to you. See my lawyer. What's your lawyer's name, George? I, I got nothing to say. See my lawyer. I'm a citizen. Hmm. Bibbsy the mouth, isn't it? Isn't he your lawyer? He went to a good college. A good college. Yeah, for years. Number four. Willard, Willard, or Will Willard. Hold up, suspect. Disorderly conduct, assaulting an officer, resisting arrest. Well, where do you work, Will? Hill and Ninth. Car park. Quite a celebration in your hotel last night, wasn't it? Yeah. It was somebody's birthday. The landlady uh, said some shooting was going on. Oh, it was just a noisy party. Nobody got hurt. <coughs> Why did you try to beat right. up the patrolman who arrested Sergeant Graham. You? I'm uh, sorry. Yes, Lieutenant? Number four, hold for interrogation. Sit down, Miss Denny. Uh, that chair for Mrs. Denny's earning.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: We, uh, we won't keep you much longer. There huh? you are. Thank you. Now, before we question the prisoner, we want to make the identification as strong as possible, Mrs. Denny. Oh,
2: he's the man, all right. You sure? Well, pretty sure.
1: It was rather late at night, wasn't it? 11 p.m. How did you happen to be parked outside the drugstore? Well,
2: I was parked across the street. I'd mailed a letter at the corner mailbox, and when I got home, I remembered I'd forgotten to put a stamp on it. (laughs) and It had to go out last night.
1: Oh, uh, you were waiting for the mailman to make his pickup then?
2: Yes, sir. I was waiting to see if I could get the letter back to put a stamp on it.
1: You saw this wiry little man go into Horn's drugstore?
2: Yes, Sergeant. Then I saw him come running out and run down the street.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, did he have anything in his hand to carry anything, anything at all?
2: You mean a gun? Anything? Oh, I don't remember. I just remember him. It's light near the store windows, and it was that little fellow you had on the stage today. Uh, the
1: lineup is what we call it.
2: I'm almost sure it was him. I made a point remembering him.
1: Well, why, Mrs. Denny? Oh, uh, Mrs. Denny, there have been descriptions of the cigar box banded in the papers. How he operates, what he looks like. Uh, you must be careful not to let those descriptions influence. Oh in for
2: no us. No, no, well, no It's possible for a witness. Oh to... no no. No, that was the man I saw run out of the drugstore. I'm not saying I saw Gunner the cigar box, but I saw that man.
1: Uh, Did he have a cigar box under his arm?
2: I didn't notice.
0: Excuse me. Yeah? I got the prisoner out here when you want him, Lieutenant. Good, I'll call you.
2: Can I go? I better go.
1: Uh, Take that other door, Mrs. Denny. I'll show you, Mrs. Denny.
2: It's just my husband keeps on worrying about Well, now,
1: you tell him not to. There won't be any trouble, and you've been a fine help. Goodbye. Well, I
2: just... Goodbye.
3: Uh, I think she knows what she saw, all right. But the suspect hasn't got a record. It's pretty cold, Ben.
1: I've been through their motor operandi files. Nothing? Paper bag robbers, mutton Jeff robbers, put it in the hat robbers. But nobody who shoved a cigar box at the victim and told him to fill it up. Well, it's the same general family. No cigar box, sir. Yes, sir. Bring him in, Quine. Yes, sir. Well, I hope this is our guy, Matt. I wish he had a record. He's pretty cold, Ben. Here he is, Lieutenant. Uh, thanks, Quine. Stick around. All right. Have a chair, Will. Yeah, thanks. Sure. Cigarette? What kind you got? No, no, that ain't my brand. Sorry. Well, what's the occasion, boys? Oh, we just want to ask you a few questions. What were you doing about 9.15 last night, Will? that all you want to know? A couple of other things. Nine o'clock last night. Where were you then? You said 9.15 the first time. Between 9 and 9.30. Well, uh, the stick-up was later than that. Uh, How did you know that, Will? The other man in my cell says I look just like the cigar box bandit. He said the guy stuck up another drugstore around 11 o'clock last night. (laughs) That makes about 30, don't it? 37. Very good. All right, then. Where were you around 11 last night? Well, I wasn't parking cars. That is, uh, <clears throat> just my own, that is. I had a date with my girl. Are you off every Saturday night, Will? Oh, I'm off every Saturday night, sometimes. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, some months here every Saturday night and some months not. That's a bollocks up schedule. Changing health all the time, all the time. You're on, you're off. You're on, you're off. You never know one day to the next if you're on duty or not. When would you get back to your flat last night? Oh, I see. I don't know. All right. It's around... 2 a.m., picked up some friends and their dates, and we had a little party. What about the gun play in your hotel room last night, Will? <laughs> oh, you know that landlady, oh, boy, she's a case. Honest, she's a mental case. Because she objects to shootings? Who got shot? There wasn't even a gun around. So you don't smoke cigarettes, eh? Well, I don't smoke your brand. But what I don't smoke is cigars. Any kid can get an empty cigar box. He doesn't have to smoke it empty. Tell you what I'll do, I'll give you my girl's number. You call her. You ask her where I was last night during the holdup. That a deal? Check that, man. Right. Susquehanna 425 Ought. Hey, Sergeant, you married? Well, this girl of mine, she's dynamite. Dynamite! Yeah, we'll put a man from the bomb squad on it. Ooh, that's very good. How long you lived here, Will? Well, born and raised here. Went to Packard Grade School, stupid junior high, Maxwell Fisher Senior High. I did a year in Spoon Business College. You can check it. Bunked with your girl around 11 last night, huh? Mm-hmm, uh, just about. Where? Observatory Hill. You can ask her. Ruth Hurley, that's her name. Susquehanna, 425 Say Say, uh, think our names will be in the papers? Yeah, this is only an interrogation. Oh, we don't mind. The name is Willard Willard. That's sort of an interesting name, ain't it? To spike a story with Willard Willard. This is just a routine questioning. No news value at all. Well, now wait a minute. Sure, some paper can get something good out of that, you know. Uh, you know, false alarm. You know, kid the public. You've been identified as the man who held up Horn's drug store late last night. Oh, go ahead, That's silly. That's silly. By Horn himself? No. <laughs> then it's just silly. The robber was seen to run out of the store and around the corner. Did he see the car? The witness. Who said there was a car? Now, wait a minute. Would you stick up a place without a car? In that neighborhood, a man on foot could disappear into the night better than a man who's driving. There has been a car and uh, other cigar box stick-ups. Yeah? What kind? You tell us. Sergeant. <laughs> He's kidding. Oh, oh, oh the Sergeant. <laughs> He's kidding. Lieutenant Guthrie. Yeah? Uh-huh. Hmm. Well, thanks. Captain Waldo. Yeah? The Galen Ethical Pharmacy on Quincy Avenue was held up five minutes ago by the Cigar Box Bandit.
0: High prices are more than just a nuisance. They can wreck our economy and seriously injure every one of us. Yet with goods going into defense and with more money in our pockets to spend, the cost of living won't stay down unless we do something about it. All of us. We've got to work better, buy only what we need. Watch the prices we pay. Keep from asking too much for the goods or the work we sell. Inflation can be licked if we are all good neighbors.
1: That guy's a fake. He's a dirty, low-down fake. Who's a fake? The bandit? What do you mean, the bandit? I'm the bandit. I originated a cigar box idea. I stuck up all those other drug stores. I've been cleaning up, and nobody could lay a finger on me. So where does this, where does this phony come in? If this is a confession, we'd better get the stenographer. I'm it? not confessing anything. I'm telling you that this other guy is strictly a phony. And I'll go before any guy I ever stuck up and have him identify me as the one and only genuine cigar store bandit. And that's an offer. Well, what do we do, Ben? Quine, you show Mr. Willard back to his cell. Come on. Thanks, Lieutenant. The low-down crust of that crumb, that bum. What do you think of that? Some guy huh. says he's a cigar store bandit. Hey, what do he say your name is? Quine. Oh, thanks. <sighs> well, crank. Real psycho. Woods are full of them. Had to happen. Cases like this pull them. Yeah, but
3: Mrs. Denny identified them. Of course, she could make a mistake.
1: Yes, yeah, she could, man. Turn them loose.
3: Yes, Lieutenant. He took a shot at me, all right. (laughs) He hit me right here in the chest. He smashed my hearing aid device. It's lucky I got a spare one. Oh, he smashed it all to bits. You were lucky, Doc. Uh,
1: Where were you standing when the bandit came in? Well, I
3: was right here. I was counting up after a hard day in the store, trying to concentrate on filling prescriptions and doing business and listening, listening, listening all the time. It's a relief to close up. I turn off my hearing aid and count up. Oh, my, it's one of a relief, silence. You know, I wouldn't like to have all my hearing back.
1: And then the bandit came in?
3: I didn't hear him. I saw him and opened the door. First thing I know, he's pushing this little pistol into my chest and saying something. Well, naturally, I held up my hand. Naturally. Right. Well, gentlemen, he gets positively red in the face. And I know he's screaming something at me, so I put down one hand and I reach under my coat to turn up my hearing aid. oh Well, he whirls around he stops at the door with a nastiest look on his face. And he fires once and then he runs out. Uh, what kind of a gun was it? It was a very small gun, twenty-two. Or my boy shoots him. Biddy he has a twenty-two. A twenty-five,
1: we think, from the slug. Ballistics has it.
3: Uh, it doesn't tally again, Ben. It's a different gun from the last time.
1: Maybe he's got a lot of guns.
3: Well, it's just a little gun. <laughs> Luckily, it was a
1: little. Well, how did the man look?
3: Well, he was small, wiry, dark eyes. Oh, and he kept looking around. Brown tweed coat, brown hat. I was pretty excited, of course. <sighs> That's our boy. Dirty cigar box? Uh, he never got to shove it at me, but he had it under his arm, all right. That's him, Ben. That's our boy. <laughs>
1: Captain Waldo wants Ben. That's something new on the cigar box bandit. Mm. Number 39? Uh huh. Incidental intelligence. Something stirring. I figure it's trouble because we haven't caught anybody. Uh, the Alumni Association wants victories or the coach has got to go. Hello, Ben. Matt. Hello, Bill. Sit down, boys. Thanks. Thanks, Captain. You know Gilbert Framson? druggist corner of 79th and Grant? Been there 40 years. He's a very big man in this business. He's demanding protection for druggists. He's getting embarrassed. I know the man. Eye for headlines. And now he's got the eye on a seat on the council. He's making a nice little local issue out of the cigar box bandit. He's chairman of the County Merchants Association, and he's jumping with indignation. Look, Captain, isn't he the man who flooded Grant Avenue when it was left unpaved after some cable installation and stocked the mud hole with fish? Had small
3: kids fishing in the middle of the city?
1: Mm-hmm. That's Framson. They find him a good one for that, as I recall. And they also paved the street.
3: Oh, I think yeah. Framson
1: wants us to catch the cigar box bandit. But we can't put a policeman in every back room and every drugstore in town every night. Framson just wants us to catch the man. See if he can soothe the fevered brow. He's expecting you, boy, so calm him down, will you? Fromson? Sorry, I don't see salesman on Wednesday. I'm Lieutenant Guthrie. This is Sergeant Greb, police oh, Headquarters. Oh, yes, yes. Captain Waldo said I could expect you. We'd like you to know and to pass on to your association that we're putting forth every effort to catch the cigar box, man. Yeah. Well, it's a shame and an outrage, gentlemen. A shame and an outrage. We've been assigning details... I'm the to... chairman of the County Merchants Association, of which there are the, the 11, 1,100 active members, and we're up in arms about this shame and outrage. We understand how you feel... 1,100 members, professional men, family men. There's a of citizens, mind you, citizens. They're furious. What's going on? What, what's being done about it? I ask you, what is being done about it? Policemen are being stationed... Policemen? A... We're putting every officer we can spare into the back rooms of drugstores, Mr. Framson. Well, I have a drugstore. What about my back room? Just for example. That's our assignment, Mr. frommson. Sergeant Greb and I intend to spend every night this week in your prescription room. Starting right now. Is that so? The brass, sir? Eh? Well, I'm flattered, Lieutenant. Now, if you'll show us your back room and the peepholes, we'll go to work. 57 prescriptions tonight. Hard night. Now I know why druggists go to college. I hope we haven't been in your way back here. Oh, not a bit, not a bit. I'm grateful to you gentlemen. But, as the fellow said during the war, defense won't win the war. You might wait until doomsday to get the cigar box banded and never catch him. He's got the initiative, and that's bad. Well, he's new to us. We're learning his methods. When we know a little more, we hope to go on the offensive. I hope so. Excuse me. Bromson's Prescription Pharmacy. Uh, oh, one minute. We we'll return? Thanks. Lieutenant Guthrie speaking. Yeah? Yeah. Well, that was fast. Captain Waldo, wanting to know what we're doing here when the drugstore in the next corner has just been stuck up by the cigar box bandit. <laughs> We are making progress, Bill. In spite of our failure to lay our hands on cibar- cigar box, I insist that we're making progress. Then why aren't you captain and me chief of police? Bill, uh, we've told you. We've had to wait and watch and study. But there's a very definite pattern emerging from this cigar box picture. Right, Matt? Well, yes, yes, there are some puzzling features, all right. Like no agreement on the gun he uses. It's been a revolver, a twenty-two Colt woods, woods, Woodsman, a twenty-five. In general, Captain, the description of the bandit tallies, so there must be something funny about the gun. Nothing funny. Man owns a small arsenal. How do we get him? That's all that concerns us. Get him. Well, we can't spare enough police to give every drugstore protection. He's he's smart enough to case any job he's going to pull, so he probably knows the stores that are being protected any given night. Then stop wasting time on patrolmen and plainclothesmen, Bill. I don't think we're wasting them, Bill. We've learned several things about our man, and he doesn't strike at random. And it's never open prescription rooms. It's always drug stores with backroom prescription departments. So we can herd the help back out of sight of the street. By covering certain areas, we've confined the bandit to certain other areas. Now, if on some particular night we went all out and really detailed all areas, we might have a chance. I'd need a lot of men for two or three nights. Say a hundred men. Ah, uh, one night, 25 men. Less than two nights is useless. I'll settle for 75 men. Well, 60 men. For one night. Two nights. Impossible. 50 men, two nights. 35, top figure. Two nights. One night. Useless. All right. Two nights, 25 men. 30 men. But that's all. 30 men, plus Matt and me. Including you and Matt. <laughs> but if detailing the stores hasn't worked so far, it isn't going to work. It might now. We've got something worked out, Captain. The bandit knows which stores are guarded. We're going to help him know which stores these are. Be very open about it in some cases and as cagey as possible in others, within the same small neighborhood. Just so you get him before his arteries do. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Let's go, man. All right. Oh, Ben. Hey, yeah, Bill. 30 men plus you. <laughs> Thanks, Captain. What, uh, what's that you're mixing up now?
2: Dicture of hyosemis, potassium citrate, and elixir of lactated pips. Now you know as much as I do.
1: <laughs> how long does it take someone to learn to be a lady pharmacist?
2: As long as it takes to learn to be a gentleman pharmacist.
1: Four years? Five?
2: How long does it take for an entire police force to catch one fresh little hold-up man?
1: Oh, we'll get him.
2: I don't see how. You have to be an idiot to try to hold me up tonight after the way you've been showing yourself in the front all evening. Hmm? Anybody can tell you're a cop. How? I can tell.
1: How? Don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you're not going to catch anything back here. <laughs>
1: well, maybe you're right.
2: Now, we had a protest vote at our last meeting. Huh? Village Pharmacy. Now, one moment, please. For you, Sergeant Greb.
1: Thanks. Hello? huh Ben. Oh? Uh-huh. Be right there.
3: No, no, I'm not nervous, Lieutenant. Not too nervous to cooperate. That is, uh,
1: I don't think. No, good. Now, look, if that suspicious person your customer said is watching the place is our man, we may see some action. Well, just tell me what to do. All right. If he comes in, you go out and wait on him. Be as natural as possible. I see. I'll be in here. Sergeant Greb will be across the street watching, Mm -hmm. and he'll close in when it's time. The moment I come out of the prescription room, you drop. You understand, Mr. Cheney? Uh, drop. Just collapse on the floor, and you'll be all right. Yeah. All right, go on. Okay. Good evening, sir. Hey, uh, what do you got for a toothache, Doc? Well, this is a small cavity or a large one. Well, it's just a toothache, I don't know. Well, I can give you some oil of clothes. All right, and you can put it right in this box. Well,
3: uh, I don't understand.
1: This is a stick-up, now keep your hands down. Oh, all, right, all right, all right. Open the register, come on, open it up. Well, come uh, on, come on. Right, go right, ahead and
3: punch it. It's yes, All right, yes.
1: In the stuff, in the in the box. Put it in the box. Come That's on, come all.
3: on. I'm hurrying. And the bills, too. That's all right. That's all. It's been a very slow day.
1: Getting back now. Get in the back room and lie on the floor. Hit it. Drop, Cheney. Cop! Lousy cop! Stop or I'll drop you. Stop? Sure, I'll stop. Sure. Stay low, Cheney. Yeah, stay low. Stay low the both of you. Who's going to shoot who, copper? Say it again, huh? Who's shooting who? This is a pretty good little soda fountain. Don't you think so, copper? Look out, Matt. He's behind the soda fountain. Did you get him, Matt?
3: Yeah, yeah, in the side.
1: He knocked him out. He's all right. Let me go! Get down, Matt. Came from outside. Yeah, yeah. There, behind the mailbox. He's down, Ben. I'll go take a look. Okay. Oh... Oh, Take it easy. Take it easy. Oh, 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 oh. He's dead, Ben. It was Will Willard. Here's his gun. A Colt Woodsman. Oh, uh, that's the answer, Matt. There were two of them. Oh, Yeah, that's it. Two of us, copper. But we had you cops guessing, didn't we? Brothers? Yeah, sure. Twins. No wonder they look alike, Ben. Sure. He do a job, I do a job. He'd do a job, I'd do a job. He'd work, I'd watch. I'd work, he'd watch, you know? We know now. Your brother's the one we hadn't let go. Yeah, we we figured it out. Whoever you caught, he'd stall around till the other one pulled a job. Then the caught one, he'd confess. Pull a crank act at me, confess. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you think maybe that was a smart gag, huh? That was nothing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Willie had better ones, you know? Yeah, well, tell us in the prowl car. Willie was a smart boy, you know? Yeah, that's why he's so dead now, because he was smart. You know?
0: The lineup, where before you pass the innocent, the vagrant, the thief, the murderer. Listen again next week when we again bring you the lineup.
1: Well... May I have your attention, please? You people out there on the other side of the wire, in the audience room, may I have your attention, please? Thank you. My name is Greb, Sergeant Matt Greb. I'll explain the lineup to you. Each of the suspects you will see will be numbered. I'll call out a number, then name and charge. If you have any questions or identifications, please remember the number assigned to the prisoner as I call his name.
0: The, end of the line I of the the lineup, starring Bill Johnstone as Lieutenant Ben Guthrie and Wally Mayer as Sergeant Matt Greb, was written by Milton Geiger with music by Eddie Dunstetter. Featured in tonight's cast were Peggy Weber, Dave Young, Ed Begley, Walter Catlett, Howard McNair, and John McIntyre. The lineup is produced and directed by Jaime Del Valle. An hour of new music and an hour of dramatic highlights of the news. They're yours on most of these same CBS stations every Friday night. Jan Murray is on hand with his new songwriters and their songs for sale. Edward R. Murrow is here with the voices of the people who've made news in the past seven days, all appearing on Hear It Now. Listen to Songs for Sale and Hear It Now. speaking this is cbs where the jack smith dinah shore margaret whiting show is heard every weekday evening the columbia broadcasting system